0: Hey there, it's Coach Laura with Compassionate Coaching. One of the most common questions I get is how did I start my podcast? Was it hard? Did it cost a bunch of money? Where do I even start? I'm really glad you asked because with Anchor FM, it's super easy to start recording your very own podcast. Just sign up for their free account at Anchor FM. You can record episodes from the Anchor app right on your phone or upload one from your computer. Anchor is going to lead you step by step in getting listed in all the major directories. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM and get started today. I know you have stuff to say and we want to hear it hello and welcome to another episode of the health and wellness made easy podcast i'm your host coach laura adair with compassionate coaching are you feeling unsatisfied with your life do you find yourself doing things for everyone else all day long and by the end of the day there's nothing left for you If this is you, you're not alone. We're here to bring you a sacred space for getting grounded into health and wellness the easy way. Through this podcast, as well as my signature life coaching program, I'm here to provide you with the support, encouragement and accountability to get your life back in balance. With the state of the world today, we're experiencing more pressure than ever before. And in order to shift and navigate all those changes, working with a professional can help you feel less alone through this process, to feel more supported and able to follow through with your goals because we provide the accountability. All of us need to be successful. I encourage you to reach out to any of my guests or to myself, and I have some absolutely amazing guests on the podcast to get the support that you need to navigate all of life's ups and downs. I have the very special privilege today to introduce Raylin Daniel. She's an intuitive coach, helping women begin their journey into the heart of becoming you, the real you. Welcome, Raylin. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here with you. Oh, thank you so, so much for being here. Would you uh, do us the pleasure of telling us a little bit about who you are, what you do, where you're from? Yes, definitely. I'm from West Coast, Canada.
1: My name is Raylin, and I am many of things, but most um, importantly, I love holding space for women as they move through the transitions and transformations to become who they are in their hearts. And outside of that, I am a mom. I love nature. I love adventuring with my kids and my dog and just being present in every moment of life.
0: Mm. The gift of being present is is just amazing. I know we were talking a little bit about the show, about some of the people that we're helping um, that are having a hard time being present in their lives. And when they feel something immediately, try to change it. Um, Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, how you might help folks be present?
1: Yeah, so that is a huge um, mission of mine is just allowing people to feel and move through the discomfort to be completely present, um, and to experience joy. I truly think that we can't embody joy unless we are in the present moment. And through my own experience, I was very disconnected from myself, from my truth. I had masks, layered upon masks prior to stepping into my own journey of healing and becoming myself. And it's ever evolving. And a lot of the practices that I, I would say facilitate for my clients are truly allowing them to acknowledge and love themselves where they are or where they were forgiving themselves, giving themselves grace, and then really shifting and becoming present. And that's where I find most of the magic happens in becoming who you are is when you can actually sit with yourself, all of yourself, the fullness of yourself, and love and accept every part of yourself. Mm. And it's much easier when you have someone there holding that space for you and that vision of who you desire to be, because that's how I transitioned into where I am today is I've invested in many different coaches and programs, and I have always saw the rapid ripple effect increase when I do it not by myself.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think we get to do together what we can't do alone. Yes. It's sort of like I, I'm, I'm also a musician. And if I sit down and play by myself, it's nice. It, it's joyful. But when I play with other people, it's like 100 times better. Oh, it's just amplified. It does. We amplify each other. And um, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent, but um, I've uh, in the last year or so gotten involved in, in human design work and it shows all those centers that we have that are open. And so I take in your energy, I amplify it and I send it back to you. And that's what we're feeling when that happens. It's so amazing. Mm, Human design is powerful. Uh, Very powerful. I think it's like, um, yeah, we'll, we're going to do a whole nother episode on human design. Um, for sure. Absolutely. But, um, I love something that you said about learning to love the self. And I believe that starts with learning to, of course, be present, um, to, to slow down enough to just be present and understand that Forgiveness of self. I, I loved that you brought that up is so important because sometimes we think we're completely broken or we're really bad people. And and that internal negative voice that's going on in there can really keep us from moving forward. How do you address that with your clients when 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 you run into that? thing that we call sort of a block. I mean, we're all born perfectly, exactly the way that we're supposed to to be and getting people into the forgiveness and acceptance. Where do you start with that?
1: Mm, Thank you so much for asking that. Actually, forgiveness was probably my greatest healing tool. Yeah. Um, When I began to realize that I did the best I could with what. I knew at that moment and bringing that forward to my clients and allowing them to express themselves and hold space for them to be with whatever emotion or experience they're sharing and then bringing them back into the present moment, honoring and recognizing who they are in this moment and then allowing us to go back to that space and revisit that moment as the adult version and the woman that is in front of me. And allowing them to have a conversation with themselves and really taking the learnings and the lessons from an experience and then moving through to forgiving themselves mm. for each and every 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 experience is a little different, but I can talk about myself personally that way. It's my story that I'm sharing. But I know for me, like I've had some like tragedies and things that I at one time wouldn't have thought were traumas. And now realizing that trauma has a vast scale and it's very, very different for each of and every one of us. And when I was able to sit there with myself and have a conversation and love myself as that version and forgive me for what I didn't know in that moment, that was where I opened up space within myself to move forward from it and to just honor myself for the choices and the reactions sometimes that I had in a moment and knowing that I did the best I could. And that, that even amplified me to be where I am today.
0: Absolutely. That is, that is profound and it's super, super deep. And I know, um, the forgiveness of self is super, super key. And I also found like, those people that raised us that were the biggest influencers on us as we were in our development years, sometimes forgiveness needs to happen there as well. Do you do both internal and sort of external sources there? Do you kind of get down into that?
1: Yeah, very deeply. Um, So I believe that inner child and almost reparenting go hand in hand. And one of the things that I really um, put forward to my clients is that No matter what we choose to do through our journey together and your transformation, that your parents and not just your parents, but any influential people in your life in those first like 10 or 12 years of your life when it was very impactful for you, they did everything they could with what they knew. Yeah, I look drastically at my my upbringing and I have clients on a scale from their early 20s till their late 50s. And I see how it's so different because of what parents knew at different times and the awareness and the shifts that have happened just through society and how it's becoming much more acceptable to choose to heal and to have this available. So for me, that's one of the first things we do. We honor our parents and our caregivers growing up and love them for exactly where they were. Yeah. Because chances are it's generational, right? Like it's, it's passed down and we're all healing through the journey and we're all here for a purpose and a, and a passion. And, and part of that
0: is our healing journey. Absolutely. And what an emotional drain, right? If you're carrying around decisions that you made when you were two years old. Right. And I think we've talked about that. I've talked about this in previous episodes where like something happens when you're really young and then you make a decision about what that means about you you know, that you're, you know, this happened, therefore I'm a bad person or I'm not worthy or I'm not lovable. And I love the, the reparenting. We can go back as our adult self, you know, and it's really just, you know, this is like, this is a coaching session. This is a conversation that we have. This is what we do with our clients where we get to go back to the origin, where did that originate? And then we get to make a new choice, a new decision about who we are. And, you know. If we don't go back and and do some of that healing, we carry that forward. And like you said, generationally, my mother did the best for me that she could with what she knew, yeah. and that opens the door for compassion, for understanding, for empathy, realizing that they were wounded too yeah. in their generation. And I don't know what it was like to be her growing up, right? And I and her mother was you know born in the 1800s and went through the depression and the crash. And, and there's this huge trauma. And then of course they develop a belief system based on everything's going to crash, I'm going to lose everything. And therefore I never spend a penny more than I have to, or I spend everything I have before someone can take it away. And it's just, um, it's amazing what the power of this, this coaching, particularly this intuitive coaching can do as we go back and make a new decision about who we are, our, our sense of self-worth and begin this forgiveness and, and healing journey. And um, wow. I, I'm sort of preaching to the choir here. I can see you nod your head up. Uh-huh.
1: No, I just, For I love, sure. I love hearing you share. It's always beautiful to like, see how others like take that that experience and at first it can be really scary like I remember the first time that I like leaned into inner child work and it was very um intimidating I was really grateful to have my own uh healer in there with me Mm. and she guided me in such a way that allowed me to feel safe Mm. and and that that's really key in like my whole practice is like just creating a sacred safe space for that to that transformation, that healing to occur. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it is a little bit scary at first, but when we do it together, like we just said a moment ago, it's so much easier than trying to do this by yourself. And I think faster, right? It's like, it's not just twice as good when two of us are doing it. It's like a hundred times better.
1: (laughs) I also find that when I try, like I, I often um, delve into my own practices and when there's someone walking alongside me, whether it's one of my coaches or friends, and they, they just hold that space for me to go a little bit deeper than what I allow myself to go. They ask me a little bit more in depth questions. And they kind of push me to my edge where obviously like I keep myself a little safe when I'm doing it by myself and I don't like to go as far. Mm -hmm. And that has been a catalyst to deepening and like amplifying that, that more, like we were saying, like when we do it together. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Gosh, sounds like you're doing some really amazing work in the world. And really, seriously, the world needs people just like you. Absolutely. It can be difficult to be poking around in, in, in our closet, so to speak, where we think we've hidden all of our skeletons. <laughs> yes. But you know what? Those babies come falling
1: out, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. And I find that when something comes up for us, it, it's it's rising because we are capable and we are ready. Yes. And something I often, I always, I shouldn't say often, I always allow each and every person in my world, whether you're a client or a friend or family, know is that healing happens in layers Mm. and it will, it will continuously come up when you're capable and willing and able to go a little bit deeper into that experience. So, yeah,
0: yeah. That would explain why, when I think I've resolved one thing, I've got whack-a-mole going on. There's another one pops up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And we, I had to we
0: are totally layered. I totally get that.
1: Yeah, okay. I had to. Um, no, I just had to take some space with that. And at first I was like, okay, what did I do wrong? That's how I would approach it. Like, what did I do wrong? Like, why is this coming up again? And then as I allowed it, there was times where it was coming up to allow me to heal deeper in a scenario like it wouldn't be the exact same but very similar and then there was times where I recognized it was coming up for me to celebrate my growth and my healing Mm -hmm. and I lean into both of those in those moments where I'm presented with a very similar experience that I've handled very differently in the past and celebrating that's something that I do with my clients regularly celebrating lean in gratitude and just honoring who you are and where you've come from and the version of you that is here now. Cause that's important. That's very, very much something we need to lean into.
0: Yes. I love the celebration and women should celebrate ourselves. I think, what do you think? Oh yes. Yeah, very much. So yeah. and I celebrate myself regularly, whether that's like
1: dancing because my coffee taste extra good this morning. And this is part of my embodiment of joy practice. So <sighs> it's the littlest moments that I love to celebrate so when my coffee's extra hot and it just tastes so amazing and just being present in that moment and Another example that I do on a regular basis is my self-care practice. So in the morning, in the evening before bed, when I'm washing my face, I make sure that I slow down and I'm very present and I maybe massage my skin a little bit more gently and take a little bit more time and breathe a little deeper through that process so that I'm able to be present in that moment and give myself the love and the joy that comes through taking care of myself. And I notice that that really ripples into my whole day and allows me to either have a more calm present day or like sleep a little bit deeper throughout the night. When I show myself the care and the love that I show the whole entire world.
0: Mm. Oh, that is so beautiful. I love the way that you put that. And it's and I think that you could use that practice in so many ways throughout the day of presencing, of being present, of being in the moment. It's the rituals that we do, those things that we do daily that we can make so sacred. And it's just cleansing our skin, just taking a moment in self-care. And all the way to like, um, I remember when somebody taught me about gratitude in everything that I do. So I'm not particularly fond of washing dishes. As a matter of fact, I would prefer to do them the next morning because I'm tired after I eat. And then I don't really feel like doing the dishes. But if I step into a moment of gratitude, if I do a little mindset shift that, okay, so I had a hot dinner tonight, I had food to eat, that was healthy and nutritious and really, really yummy. And I'm grateful that I have plenty of food to eat. There's people that don't. And I had my own dishes to eat it off of. And I have hot and cold running water. And my house is warm and I've got my slippers on and, 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 you know, you can just find all those things to be in gratitude about in the moment. And then washing dishes after a meal then becomes a ritual in which I have a beautiful lemon scented detergent and my hands sink into the warm scented water. And I send that gratitude and it makes it a ritual and a spiritual experience of connection versus, ah, oh shit, I have to do the dishes again. <laughs> yes. I love this. Choose to approach. Do you have other ways that you help people around that? Yeah, actually
1: with the exact example that you're using, we can go into that. So I am very conscious of the language that we use. So when you speak from a space of, I have to, I have to do the dishes or I have to do laundry or I have to sweep and mop the floors. We'll use chores for an example. (laughs) All the things that a lot of us don't enjoy doing when we take a little shift in the language we choose to use and we say, I get to, or I'm able to, and we see that as an amazing opportunity So some nights I used to be like, oh, I have to make dinner. And then as soon as I noticed myself saying that, I shift into I get to make dinner for my family. Mm. I get to do the dishes from having a beautiful meal with my family. Um, I get to clean our home because when a messy house and you have kids running around, it means that there was play and there was joy. Mm. And so when I just did that little shift in my language myself, And when I've seen clients have that light bulb go off where they start implementing that little shift into their life, it has changed so much of how I experience my day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 So I always practice with my clients, like at the very beginning of a call, I'll ask them if there's space for me to like interrupt. If I see that we're going down a vortex of like, (laughs) not negative, but like very, very, um, low vibrant, and like language and shift the way they speak. And often, right in that moment, they recognize, oh my gosh, that's a whole entire different feeling. And when I get to do something.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I am, I have a, a life coach and I think that if we're working with other people, uh, if we're coaching, whether it's a life coach, health coach, business coach, whatever it is, we need our own coach because it keeps us, I, can't, I don't want to use the word honest, but it does keep me clear about what I'm doing and any baggage I might be bringing into sessions. And then we get rid of that. And my coach is always working with me on mindset. It's really focused on that language yeah. is a huge key. And as soon as either one of my clients or myself or, or a hear somebody say I should, it's like, boom, flag goes up, right? Or I never, or I ought to, or you know what, it's kind of like, let's get that languaging down and watch. Am I shooting all over myself and ruining my day? Or am I in this place of? I love that saying. I'm just shitting. saying, I love that. I'm shitting all over I'm myself. I've off. heard that lots lately. Yeah, and I, you know, I think it's time that we're just done with that. We're done with yeah. shooting on ourselves and judging ourselves and not being enough and playing small and not being the women that we were designed to be. We're here with a purpose. We're here to heal our world together, to make connections, to grow, to learn, to experience joy, I think is really the reason we're here. What do you think of that?
1: Um, Oh, I love. So often um, I was striving for happiness Mm. before, like say seven years ago, I was striving for happiness and what I realized is that happiness is external it is everything outside of myself. So I was striving for things outside of myself and that brought on external gratification and that need for validation. And as soon as I, I actually looked the definition up. So as soon as I looked up the definition of joy, that was very internal for me. So when my internal landscape is happy and of joy, that is amazing. It radiates outwards. And when I can embody joy in the littlest moments, in the greatest impactful times of my day or my life, that really allows me to do it for myself. I don't need that external validation or that gratification that I'm doing something correct. I just know within myself because I feel joy. Yeah. And I think that we are all deeply craving joy. Like you said, like that is what we are looking for is presence and joy to be in this moment right now. And it's crazy that even when I feel larger emotions, like if I need to break down and cry, or if I'm having a hard day or something has come up that I maybe thought I healed or something new has arose that I'm like, Oh, this is heavy. Yeah. I even find that once I've moved through that, I'm able to see the joy in it. Whereas I wouldn't have been able to do that prior to this. Like I would have just stayed within the dark heaviness of my life. And yeah, I think that at the end of the day, we are all just craving to have more connection and deeper joy and presence in our life. Yeah.
0: And I can tell that you've done a lot of work uh, based on our conversation and how we're interacting right now. You've done a lot of that inner work. Um, It's so important to do that. And I just, I think I want to speak to next that, If we're experiencing that joy on the inside where we have done some forgiveness work, we've done some, um, you know, some of that childhood trauma, we've let some of that go and we've made a new decision about ourselves and we've done this process. And when we're experiencing that inner joy, we radiate that out. You can't fake that. There's no way you could be singing in front of me and go, yeah, I have a lot of joy. And like, yeah. Okay. Unless you're really having it. No, you can't, (laughs) you can't can't fake it. No, you can't fake the joy. No. And here's what happens. It's like you show up. I show up with this internal joy and a sense of peace and contentment that comes from that. And then the world reacts differently to us. hundred percent. Yeah. What have you seen? Do you have, tell me more. What do you see when that happens?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, everything. I can relate this in many areas. So I am a mom, like I said, and when I show up from that space of joy and contentment and calm, my house is different. Yeah. So um, everything in my day. So for me, it's very important that I begin my day that way. So I very deeply encourage everyone to have a morning routine where they connect in with themselves. And when I don't do that, I see the difference in the day. Yeah. So when I am just waking up and rushing and going, 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 that's how my whole day goes. And then when I begin it with intention and I start my day slower and I have some time with myself, my whole entire life feels it. And then when I even it's even how you show up, like when I show up from this space and to a client call, it radiates into their life. And even from that hour interaction with me, they're going to move through a lot, but they leave it feeling peace, feeling calm. Yeah. And we are all human. There's been days where I've shown up to coaching calls and right before I was having some chaotic moments in my life. And I noticed the difference in what they receive from me. And it is powerful because kindness goes like forever. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that is where that random act of kindness. And when you show up from a space of joy, it ripples into my client's life, into your life, into the lady at the grocery store's life. And that one interaction can be the change maker for their whole day. And for their life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. I think that when we come from a place of gratitude and joy yeah. and being calm at our center, having accepted ourselves, the world responds to us differently ongoing, right? It, it's yeah. not just, well, it was just different today. I think that that reverberates, those ripples go out so that, you know, people treat us differently because we're different because we're showing up different. And I've had people, um, whom I've coached around marriages and relationships and, and they're like, he does, he, this, he, that, or she, that, or, you know, and it's, it's not about them. It's about you and how you choose to show up. It's, it's the person you are being or the person that you are becoming. And when you are becoming someone different, you're sending out a different energy signal, a different vibration, and the world treats you differently. And it's true for the for, for the heavier emotions as well. If I'm walking around saying I'm a piece of trash, I'm whole, I'm, I'm totally worthless. Chances are that's what you're going to get back. And we really do receive that back. So why not come from a place of joy, of love, of peace, of acceptance, and see what begins to change in your experience mm-hmm. of the world, because you're different. You're different. People treat you differently. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I like to welcome the fullness of us. Like that's one thing that I've really been uh, moving through, obviously, this last two years Mm -hmm. is that the fullness of us is welcome. Those heavier emotions need to be experienced to embody joy and really have gratitude for those moments and to be with the duality that I can be happy and joyous and I can be a little bit sad. Sure. To be able to honor that in myself and my clients and my family, that you can be really excited for something and be a little bit scared. So that's been something I've that's really been coming up for me and clients is that being accepting and acknowledging that you can have duality in your emotions in your experiences and welcoming all of it into your everyday.
0: Absolutely. I love that we are all of who we are, all of our parts, you know, yeah. let's get all of those internal parts into harmony with each other because yeah. um, we are women and we are, we can have complex emotions and yeah. handle them just fine <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> for sure. So the name of my podcast is health and wellness made easy. And I'm always looking for little nuggets of wisdom. Is there something that you find that comes up in your, in your practice and working with other women that you say over and over again, there's that piece of information that just seems to like, everybody needs to hear. What might that be? Ooh, it
1: came up right away.
0: As soon as oh good. Saw I that. saw you. You just went, Oh yes. yeah. oh pick me, call me. Um, that
1: it is not selfish to create time for yourself Mm. and that it is actually selfless when you create space for yourself and you put yourself first as your own priority, that scares a lot of women Yeah, (laughs) because we, yeah. And I find that in society, it's often that we put everyone else first. And when we shift that and we step into putting ourselves first little things to begin with, it is very influential into how we experience our day, how we experience our whole life. And it actually impacts everyone in the way that we deeply desire for them to experience life. So in my own, I don't like to talk about my clients' experience very much, but for myself, when I choose to create self-love and self-care for myself. For me, it's getting up earlier than my kids. (laughs) It's having some space to breathe. It's moving my body throughout the day. So whether that be a workout or a yoga practice, um, those are things that I do every day and I get outside. doesn't matter what the temperature it is. It doesn't matter what the weather's like. I make sure that I am outside for at least half an hour, 45 minutes a day. And those are kind of three non-negotiables for me each and every day. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me time to get to this space. It didn't just happen overnight. I started with one thing and I added another and I added another. But those are three non-negotiables for me. I do them every day, no matter what. And on the days when I don't participate and practice those, I am a different version of myself and I am a woman who has to learn things the hardest way. (laughs) So there has been a few times where I've fallen off that train and it's almost like the universe is kicking me into gear to be like, this is why you encourage people to do this. And this is why you hold space for women to really cultivate a deeper self-care and a deeper self-knowing. And all of that is being aware of ourselves. So, I we're human. And there's times where my negative dialogue is like, well, you have to do this and you have to do this. And you have to do this. Dishes need done. Laundry needs done. You have client calls and all this, but I have to bring myself back into my center and know that I show up as my truest, most authentic version of myself when I do my non-negotiables for myself first. So self-care is selfless. That has been something that I speak over and over and over on repeat
0: I love that. And it is so incredibly important because if we don't fill our cup, we don't have anything to give. Mm, yes. You know, and, and I think re- it was even said at the beginning, it's kind of like, you know, do you have nothing left for you at the end of the day? Let's fill your cup. Yeah.
1: And I've actually taken that, like, cause that analogy is said so deeply in every aspect of self-care and self-development. And I've actually taken that one step further. I heard it. Um, on a podcast. Once a woman was, I can't take credit for it. So (laughs) I've just kind of turned it into my own version. Um, is she was speaking about how her therapist had told her to like, that you're filling your cup. And when you're giving from that cup, that cup gets depleted, it empties. So this therapist was telling her, you have your cup where you fill it and you continuously fill fill it and fill it and fill it and fill it. And then you have this other teacup down below. And your overflow goes into that teacup and you give from that teacup Mm. so that you never deplete yourself. So you're always full and you're always showing up as your best self and everyone else around you, they get the love and the magic of you from that second cup. Yeah. Yeah. So I've
0: for been, me, I that's good that analogy. That's really yeah. good because you want that overflow. Yeah. Going to the people in your life, so the more you fill your cup, the more you have to give mm-hmm. for sure. I love it, yeah. and the teacup down below is for all of you. <laughs> yeah, and
1: I love it's it. It's something. It's something that really um, has hit home mm-hmm. because being whole is what we all strive for. Yeah. To feel full and feel welcome and feel accepted as our whole self. But if we're constantly giving from that one teacup where it's coming down and going up and coming down and going up, like that's not allowing us to be unwavering in our core. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where, that's where I, I had a huge shift in that probably about two years ago where I like always said I was filling my cup, but then I was like, oh, and I shifted to say, no, I'm filling my cup and I'm filling this overflow cup. And that's where I'm giving from. So my clients and my kids and my partners and my friends, that's what they receive from me. And that's where the best version of myself is able to show up.
0: That's beautiful. I love that. If you don't get anything else out of this episode. Yeah that that is the, that's the nugget right there. That's yeah. the nugget right there. Don't don't drain your own cup, okay? Keep yeah. filling it until so much runs over that it covers the world. Why not? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So is there um anything else you would like to add before we wrap up? I know these go by so quickly, but are there any other nuggets of wisdoms or how-tos or exercises you show everybody or anything you'd like to add? I found that that a lot of it is already within us
1: and I've, I've come to say like we're unbecoming to become Mm -hmm. and throughout that we are rewilding ourselves. When we enter into this world, we know so much of who we are and what we stand for. And throughout life, we just allow everything to pile up on us. And when we choose to, we allow ourselves to, unveil who we are and it's one step at a time it's just leaning into yes Mm. it's it's uh you talked about human design (laughs) so I'll go a little bit into that (laughs) but like my human design if it's not a hell yes in my whole body for me it's a hell no yeah and when I don't honor that yes and when I don't lean into saying yes like that is where I find I'm not true to myself Mm. so for me, my journey, my clients, everyone, it's all began with just starting to say yes. Yeah. Yes to self. (laughs) Yeah. Yes to self. Yes yes to to. support. Yes to, yes to allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to experience joy. Oh,
0: I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. And that's really
1: like, that's, that's, it's still continuously like the biggest part of my practice is when I say yes to things. So.
0: Absolutely, oh, my goodness, it has been such a pleasure having you on the podcast today. I'm hoping you'll come back again soon. Oh, I would love that. I love your energy is beautiful, so oh, thank you. Thank you for saying so. Well, I'll take us out today with a little closing blessings to you, each and every one of you. Do be sure to check back for more episodes of Health and Wellness Made Easy with coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching. You can find out more information about me at laurajadair.com. And below today's episodes, I'll have all the links available if you'd like to get in touch and work with Raylin, She's a beautiful spirit. Be sure to check back for more episodes coming soon. And until next time, my friends, say yes to yourself. You deserve it.